Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The NBA playoffs are rolling on, but it almost seems a little bit trite in light of everything that's happening that NBA players themselves are talking about. It's almost like, yeah, we just played a game. You want to ask me something else? Priorities are set. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're on ESPN Radio this morning, also on ESPN News. You saw a beautiful shot. It's Wednesday morning. All of our guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Jason Terry, an NBA champion. He'll join us. He played for Doc Rivers. We'll get his perspective at 8.30. Nick Nurse, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. He's the NBA's head coach of the year. That was announced last week. And as you may have heard, the Raptors are considering a possible boycott of Game 1 of their Eastern Conference semifinal series with the Boston Celtics. That game is scheduled to go off tomorrow. They had a team meeting. Of course, Nurse was in that meeting. And we will ask Coach Nurse straight up first question at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Is this going to happen? What are the chances it's going to happen? And exactly what would a boycott mean? That's all on the way. It's all pretty serious. And Doc Rivers was pretty serious, gentlemen. After the game last night, huge win for the Clips, 154 points. They're one game away from moving on to the second round. Lakers might be able to do that tonight. Possible Western Conference Finals meetings between them. Doc Rivers addressing a major issue, which is simply put, There is a mutual admiration society, we like to say, between all Americans. After all, we're all human. But Doc is drawing a clear delineation, a line in the sand that Americans love all. But in some ways, black people don't feel that love. All you do is keep hearing about fear. It's it's amazing to me. Why we keep loving this country, and this country does not love us back. And it's just, it's really so sad. Like, I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. We're the ones that need to be scared. We're the ones having to talk every day. To every black child, what white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over? It's it's just ridiculous. And it just keeps getting, it keeps going. Uh, There's no charges. Breonna Taylor, no charges, nothing. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution. (laughs) That's all we're asking for everybody. For everyone. Thank you. And that was it for Doc Rivers. The question Mm. begs here, Jay. Uh, Many people have said that the NBA, more than any other league, it's a power of few. There's 450 guys that play in the NBA uh, approximately. And there are many people that believe LeBron and a small handful of others, maybe Chris Paul leading the Players Association, they are really at the epicenter of everything. Those small group representing that large overall macro group And the question would be, if this was not the Raptors, if this was LeBron James, if this was James Harden, if this was Giannis, if this was Kawhi, how different things would be considering many in the NBA follow the lead of a few? Well, that is the thing. And as much as, you know, we heard George Hill speak the other day from the Milwaukee Bucks, we obviously just heard these words from Fred Van Vliet from the Toronto Raptors. But if boycotting is something that these players are thinking about, 
There is no doubt, and I know people are going to say in response to this, well, it's unfair that you're going to put this on the shoulders. But the only person key that could lead that charge from the NBA perspective would be LeBron James. And then you and I were having this conversation during the break about would the NFL then follow suit? And Ryan Clark came on our show and said, well, there's so many individuals. So if LeBron James did hypothetically lead a charge for NBA players to boycott, which would then force owners is what the notion would be force owners to push for different legislation, things like no knock policy for lobbyists to push for. It would need to be somebody like a Patrick Mahomes or somebody of that elk ilk, excuse me, to then help the NFL continue to push that narrative. The thing is, when you think about the NBA, you think LeBron James, some of the biggest names in the game stand out Mm -hmm. or, or standing up for things like this. And then you think about the NFL, you know, from, uh, is that uh, Anquan Bolden, like the Players Coalition? Is that a Malcolm Jenkins? Who are the biggest players? I know Aaron Rodgers is one of those, but who's the most recognizable guy in the NFL that is speaking about these issues the way LeBron James is speaking about well, these issues in the NBA? Well, I would say if, if LeBron was to pull the trigger and put in, in, in put the hammer down, you will get a reaction from other NBA players for sure. There'll be the Chris Pauls and the James Hardens and the Carmelos and that that group of guys. But but, but no, I understand. Right. But but then because the NFL has more players, mm-hmm. you will see guys pay attention to how the reaction goes with LeBron and the NBA guys before they would stick their toe in the water. And you ask the question about what players? Well. One guy is, that comes to mind is my nephew, Michael Thomas, from the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. He's been very active and supportive. Okay, he grew up in South Los Angeles, well, not necessarily in South Los Angeles, but he grew up in L.A., and he went to school in L.A., and he has friends in South L.A., and he's real close friends with James Harden. So that's one. You talk about uh, OBJ. OBJ. You talk about Landry. You talk about uh, uh Patrick Mahomes, there's so many. Russell Wilson, there's so many. But it has to start with a very, very powerful individual. And the only person that comes to mind is a LeBron James. Now, you're not necessarily putting the weight on his shoulders because at the end, LeBron is looking for this. He 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 understands what it needs what needs to happen. He understands that the voting in November is extremely important. See, I go back I to I don't this need too, to say it anymore. The voting in November is extremely important. Yes. This is how you get things done. Yes, they could be pushed back with the owners to push some of their uh, 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 officials in their states and in their cities from a from a uh, a uh, regional standpoint, but it, also has to start at the federal level. See, I, mean, I would it say just does. I do not think the players should boycott. No, I don't. No. I do not think that will answer all the questions that we need. And ultimately, you have to look at the vehicle that the NBA players have as well. You know, is it the three hundred and fifty million that the NBA is dedicating over the next ten years, thirty million a year, to some of those injustices to fight for legislation? I mean, yeah, okay, ten million dollars per team, not a lot, but also think about the money that these players are allowed to make where they're then able to go back in their respective communities and make those changes. I'm not saying ultimately that's exactly what you do it for, but if you were to do this, if you were to boycott, think about the repercussions that puts on the league and which hurts your earning potential down the road to continue to empower other young black athletes to do the same. But when you make a decision to step away and step out of something. You're not making a decision based on finances. I you're making a decision based on trust trust and beliefs that beliefs that things will get done. You don't all of a sudden 
scrap everything that you built for hope. You 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 know that it's going to get done. This is why you're doing it. LeBron and whoever else is not going to say to themselves, and I know people, oh, LeBron made a billion dollars. What you talking about? It ain't nothing to him. No, it, it it's bigger than his money for him and for a lot of guys. It's, it's, it's not about making the money when they step away. It's about making change. It's about what Doc Rivers is talking about. It's about LeBron James' kids not being afraid to get on the 405 freeway to drive without being pulled over or something in the middle of the night or having somebody claim that they did something to him and the police react to that because that white person said, oh, he did this to me. But the question is, could they get that change done if they were to boycott? You can probably get it done if you keep pushing. Like, if we just keep having the conversation, and, and, and I'm one to say, man, a lot has happened over these last several months on a positive side. Everything hasn't been all negative. When I've had an opportunity living in L.A., and when the first encounter when George Floyd situation happened, I was in Westlake Village, California with my kids. Westlake Village, California is as white as that board right there. Okay, you're going to see two or three black people, maybe. But when I drove down the street and I got to that signal light and I was with my kids and everybody was on the on the uh, at the signal light marching for Black Lives Matter and holding up signs. Mm -hmm. I stepped out of my car to thank them because I realized, you know what, if some things are changing, Mm -hmm. everything's not going to change overnight. But there are some things that's changing. People are waking up. So I don't want to make it sound like every white person in America is bad or doing these sort of things. Or I don't want to make it sound like that because when I look at uh, Utah or Colorado or Wyoming, predominantly dominated by white people and their faces on the ground with their hands behind and they're saying, I can't breathe and all that says something to me. That means that, OK, people are seeing what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Now what has to happen is we got to get rid of those other people, though. We got to kind of let them burn out, get rid of those guys, the bad cops, the bad people, the people that respond in negative on the social media about what we're talking about. Those people got to go away because the younger generation is where it's at. Mm-hmm. That is exactly where it is. That movement with the younger generation is what we want to see in the future. Not them old heads that have so much racism in their heart because they was taught that years ago. We don't want that. We want to be able to have young white kids right in their driveway, Black Lives Matter with chalk, and not have their parents have a fit because they did it. Mm-hmm. The younger you are, the more colorblind you tend to be. I'd certainly Absolutely. think that exactly. is something that has been proven. And we should just quickly mention that even though LeBron is a greater social media following than anybody in the four major professional sports, if somebody like Mahomes were to do it, it would resonate greatly because the NFL is the dominant sports league in this country. LeBron is the dominant sports figure, but the NFL, Jay, is way more popular than the NBA. And the NBA is feeling some after effects of some of the things that they've put on the court. The NFL is the king. If the NFL's MVP, Super Bowl champion before the age of 25, if he wants to get on board, that would be huge because the NFL is running this country. Yeah, I know a lot of these discussions that are happening around us, and it's your points that you just made key are, are so important and so imperative and going back voting is imperative. Right. But when you look at, look at the NBA, their ratings are down way down, way down. Right. So, I mean, I know at ESPN down 20% TNT to down 40%. That's a massive dropping. Now there, I, I think the NBA is doing the right thing, but when you read the report by the athletic, you start to see that, you know, the majority of the people who aren't watching NBA product are Republicans. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 
Look, it's you also have these leagues where the NFL has been even since 2011, 2012. MLB has been even. It's been flat. Well, let, let me ask I'm not you. saying that makes it right. I'm just giving context to look, when players start to talk about these conversations, there's all these factors that go into it. you got to get right. to A to Z. I was going to we'll – have that conversation again we're going to be here till 10 a.m eastern time and i hope you can stick with us because we're certainly going to get right back to it but indeed let's go from a to z and then an nba champion is on the line waiting for us that nba champion is one minute away hang tight from a to z is brought to you by dell small business for your small business needs called a dell technologies advisor today at 877 ask dell white Sox right-hander lucas giolito pitched a no-hitter the first of 2020 a no-no in front of no fans Welcome to Sports in 2020. According to our folks at ESPN Stats and Information, his 30 swings and misses, Key. <laughs> Speaking of fan, that was a fan right there. <laughs> he was awesome. If you're watching us this morning on ESPN News, he allowed just one walk, Key, or it would have been perfection. The Denver Nuggets walking a little bit closer to perhaps evening their series with the Utah Jazz. It was 3-1 Jazz. Nuggets have never rallied from a 3-1 deficit in any series of any kind, but then again, they haven't had Jamal Murray for most of their history. 33 in the second half. Oh, man. Woo. Pair him with Jokic and Porter Jr. Bull, bull. The future could be bright in the Mile High City. And the NBA officially announced that Giannis was named the NBA Defensive Player of the Year. This is really not surprising to anybody. Remember, Rudy Gobert actually dominated it the last couple of years. Give me that. He won it in a landslide. 75 first place votes out of 100. He could possibly win the MVP. He could possibly win the NBA Finals. And he's got the Defensive Player of the Award. Uh, The award season could just be starting for Giannis. He should win the MVP. That's how to block your shot, Jay. (laughs) What are you talking about, Key? You don't want this smoke. (laughs) If you're wondering, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, who else has done it in one fell swoop? KG, Akeem, Michael, and the Admiral. That's pretty, a pretty good. good pretty good company there, huh? Yeah, just want to tell you guys, I got some uh, some breaking news. I was texting Kyle Lowry, and I just asked him about, you know, what is your guy's stance on whether you're boycotting or not? And he said, we are exploring anything and everything. Okay. That's his a wide statement. Words, anything and everything. And we'll talk to his head coach coming up in 16 minutes to see if he can provide a little bit of clarity. Um, I want to welcome in Jason Terry, a 2011 NBA champion, 20. 20- 09, sixth man of the year. His player resume brought to you by Indeed. Find the high impact, hire your business needs at indeed.com slash high impact. Jason, I know you played for Doc Rivers in the one year you spent in Boston. This is what Doc had to say after the game last night on how most of America thinks in his mind about black America. Let's hear it. We'll get your response. All you do is keep hearing about fear. It's it's amazing to me why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. And it's just, it's really so sad. Like, I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. We're the ones that need to be scared. We're the ones having to talk every, to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over? It's, it's just ridiculous. And it just keeps getting, it keeps going. Uh, there's no charges. Breonna Taylor, no charges, nothing. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution. 
That's all we're asking for everybody, for everyone. Thank you. Doc's father was a police officer for 30 years. Jet, what do you think? No, Doc, I, I played for Doc. Doc is one of the realest coaches I've ever been around. He's a player's coach. He played the game. And, and obviously, man, right is right. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, right is right. And, you know, at some point, you know, somebody's going to have to step up in the hierarchy and, and, and come down and serve justice as it should be. And so, you know, me, I have five daughters, and I'm, I'm, I feel the same way. You know, they step outside the house, you know, they get pulled over. I had an instance in Flower Mound, Texas, where I'm driving through the neighborhood. I get pulled over. The guy said he smelled marijuana. I got my five-year-old daughter in the car. I got my 13-year-old daughter in the car. How the hell do you smell anything? And I'm riding around smoking with my kids in the car. Like, come on now. Let's be honest. They pulled me over. They pulled my girls out on the curb. I mean, literally, my five-year-old, I don't know how where she thought of, she said, Dad, I, I, I thought you were going to die. I thought you were going to jail. What? Like, I never heard her speak like that. But this is the, the world that we've come to live in. Uh, and, you know, at some point, you know, justice has to be served. And, and again, I just live by the thing, man, right is right. And hopefully, you know, we can come to some point where, you know, justice will be served for all. Jet, Jay Williams here, brother. I uh, hope you're doing well, man. If you were a player in today's game, would you boycott if you're in the bubble down in Orlando? Um, me, I like to, to, you know, honor, you know, those by playing, you know, because that's what I did all my life um, and go out there and just play to extreme exhaustion and leave it all out on the floor. Um, that, that's just me, you know, and, and people can, can serve their justice how they like to. Um, but, but me, I like to do it out on the floor. That's just how I've always handled my um, struggles. I use, you know, the basketball court as a sanctuary uh, to go out and get out all my um, adversities. And I thought that was the best way for me. Um, some may feel differently, uh, but that's just how I like to carry my handle my business. What up, Jet? What up, Keith? Man, just trying man. to get through it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's all of us, man. I want to commend you two brothers because I know you guys have had this platform, you know, not very long, but you guys have kept it way, way real. And it's about time, you know, that we, we've had platforms like these um, because a lot of times, as you know, as, as black athletes, um, we, we, not that we're scared to speak out, but – you know the backlash that we get from speaking out. But over the last two, three years, man, you guys have just continued to do your part and to keep it real and not worry about who says what. And and I think that's that's what time it is. Reality is more and more of us have to speak up. Yeah, reality is reality. And speaking of reality, yeah. your boy Luca down in Dallas, how real is he, man? Oh, he, he's the real deal. And I think a lot of, you know, NBA executives, scouts, what have you, they missed. And, and you miss from time to time. But I don't, I don't know how anyone, if you've ever watched that, that young man with a basketball in his hands, how you cannot say he's going to be one of the greatest players to ever play our game. Uh, it's his demeanor. It's the way he handles himself. And then it's his ability to compete. I mean, he, he's just a fierce competitor. I mean, I've watched him in practice. I've watched him in games. Like, 
he, he wants to win at all costs. And that's what all the greats embodied. Like, whether it was practice, whether it was game, they are willing to compete and put their team in a position to win at all costs. And he embodies uh, those characteristics. JT, right now, of all the players in the NBA that are currently playing, is he top seven in the league? Oh, yes. No, no, no doubt about it. I mean, you look at, you know, obviously LeBron at the top, Giannis, and I always say James Harden because he does some of the great things, you know, like Luca's doing. Um, Luca, I mean, after that, I mean, I mean, we were talking about Damian Lillard, obviously, um, but, you know, kind of after that, those guys have separated themselves. Never want to forget about Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Um, but right there, that's about six or seven. I just named Kawhi Leonard. I mean, and then after that, it's, it's you know, it's, it's far and few between. Uh, those guys are in elite status. They do it in every single category. I mean, scoring, rebounding, assisting. And then it's consistent on every single night with the defense geared in to stop them. And you just can't. Really interesting perspective here from Jason Terry. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We'll wait to see if his Mavs can keep their season alive tomorrow night against the Clippers. Jason, thank you so much. Hey, man, don't wait too long to catch up now. Y'all, for sure. Y'all holler at me. I'm here. Okay. Jack, congratulations on the Arizona assistant coaching job as well, brother. Really happy for you, man, to come I, back home. I know they don't like that at the brotherhood, but we'll see you in the final <laughs> Man, nobody care about no Wildcats. We, we good, man. We good. Congrats, brother. <laughs> Fight on. All right, appreciate it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is a pleasure, as I mentioned, to bring in the NBA's Coach of the Year. Announced last week, there were some great coaching jobs this year, but Nick Nurse won it by a landslide. But there's a big, big story percolating around the defending NBA champions. And for more on that, Jay Will is here. Coach, uh, I got a text from Kyle Lowry, and I was asking him about you know what the players are deciding to do off of Fred Van Vliet's comments the other day, and he said, we are exploring anything and everything. Uh, what are your comments to that? Well, Jay, first of all, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. But, um, you know, we're listening to him. Jay, I think um, our president, Masai Ujiri, and myself have, uh, during during a lot of this, have opened the floor to these guys and, and had several meetings um, just as maybe an open forum, Jay, to, to let them get their thoughts and feelings and ideas um, out there on the table. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, Fred and those guys, um, Fred Van Fleet, Norm Powell, Kyle Lowry, um, 
had mentioned yesterday in our meeting that this was something they, they want to do, explore and talk about. And, um, you know, we're going to meet here shortly, Jay. So we'll, we'll have a little more info in a bit, but it's, we're going to listen to them, you know? Nick, how is this to deal? I mean, look, I've been on TV multiple times saying that you are the coach of the year. What you guys have been able to accomplish this year has been incredible watching the chemistry that you guys have. But now dealing with this, what's the sentiment in the locker room about how you navigate a decision like this? Well, um, Jay, I think think it's all about priorities, right? I, I mean, as you know, I think that you know, this game means a lot to us, and when we get a chance to play, we're blessed to do it. You know, we try to do it at our at our best, right? But you know, there's there's issues, and and a particular issue again that's that's um, you know risen in front of this possibly, right? Or we we do both. We we figure out a way to to deal with this issue and and still do. Um, you know, still do our jobs as well. So that's kind of where we're at right now, just just juggling the priorities of what's going on in our country. Coach, how tough has it been for you and your staff to be able to navigate everything that's going on and still prepare for games? Um, I mean, it's it's heavy, right? It's heavy, and um, it's not it's not easy to sometimes talk about. Obviously, we we've all heard about these difficult conversations. I've learned a lot about our players. Um, I've learned a lot about their own personal experiences. Um, I think we've all learned a lot. Um, hopefully, hopefully we're all learning a lot here during, during this time. I think that's communication and education is a big part of this. Um, but, you know, I think as well, we, 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 we can do both, you know, it's, it's not, it's, um, it's um, focus our attention, and sometimes when the ball goes up, you get lost in, in your instincts and doing what you love to do and all that kind of stuff. And then when the 48 minutes is done, you can go back to, to you know, working, on, working on this. Does the Maasai situation that happened in Oakland a year ago factor into what we're thinking about, like wh- where we're at as a team? I think so. I think I think it definitely does. I think I think it puts our team, you know, right in the center of it. You know, I think um, I think that footage was was self-explanatory. It was disheartening, um, and uh, yeah, I think it puts it makes it makes it close up close and personal for 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 me and for our our players. Yeah, we are talking to uh, Coach Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors here on the morning show, Coach. Uh, let's get back to basketball for a second. It, it's been incredible to watch you ascend and also watch your team. You guys lose the finals MVP last year with Kawhi. Obviously, that's challenging to navigate. And you dealt with so many injuries this year. I don't know how you you, you, you kept this game plan together. What has it been like to see your team continue to grow throughout the course of this journey? Well, it's, it's fun. You know, I think it's fun to see um, – Especially, you know, you know, you, you know these guys, Fred and, and Pascal, Norman, uh, Powell. I think they all came back after that that finals run, just kind of almost like different guys. You know, I, I always say they came back to campus, different people. You know, just a little <laughs> bit more, a little bit more matured, a little bit more swag, and a little bit more whatever. Then you throw in, you throw in OG, who's finally had a you know a healthy season as a young player, who's really really. Uh, 
hungry defender and his skills are improving all the time. Serge gets a, a zillion reps this year. Serge Ibaka gets a zillion reps because Mark's out so much and plays, you know, has his best season, you know, offensively that he's had ever. And, you know, and Kyle keeps keeps getting older and keeps getting better, right? I don't, I don't know how he does it. Everybody, everybody thought he was he was on the decline, but he, he certainly is not. He's uh, he's tougher than ever and scoring and shooting it better than ever, and it's a, it's a, it's a special group of guys. When you look at the defensive end, of your team facing two uh, best backcourt mates in the NBA in Brown and Tatum. What's your, I don't want you to give it away, but what are you going into it saying that you have to do to slow those guys down? Hey, you forgot Kemba. Yeah, but he's been kind of yeah. like in and out of the lineup. So I did forget about Kemba. <laughs> I'm going into a, I'm going into a meeting here shortly. I'm not, I hope I don't forget about him. I better I better mention Kemba. Uh, it's, it's not going to be easy, man. Those guys come at you. You know they come at you off the bounce and they um, they make plays and and they're you know obviously extremely well organized and they're listen they're they're hungry and they're playing well too. They they play great in the bubble. So it, it, I hope it's a great series, man. It's lining up like I think two two really even teams. And uh, it should be it should be one for everybody to watch, and it should go should go long. We're being joined by Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors. I know it was a great moment when your high school coach presented you with the Coach of the Year award. It was a poignant, emotional thing. But I want to ask you this: people that know your story know this, but a lot of people maybe still getting familiar with you. Um, you coached. You were coaching Vagabond. I mean, you were anywhere and everywhere. You were a player coach. You've been on different continents. I wonder if you just step back, whether it was the Iowa Energy in the D League slash G League, whether it was in England, all your stops, where was the one place where you said to yourself, I am so far away from the NBA right now. Never mind being the NBA coach of the year. I am so <laughs> far away from the association right now. I can't even dream about a coach. Oh man, there was a lot of those. There was a lot of those stops, but I, 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 I certainly remember one one time uh, when I was coaching in Derby, England. I was the I was the player coach that you mentioned, and we were coming back on a on a trip from Newcastle, England, and we drove in one of those kind of fifteen seater vans, and it it broke down out in the middle of the country, and it was it was like two a.m. and I was walking along the side of the road trying to figure out how to you know find a payphone or something, and, and said to myself, what. First of all, where in the hell am I, and what the <laughs> hell am I doing here? <laughs> so that was, that was definitely one moment for sure. That was a long, long way from Carroll, Iowa. But now he's in Toronto. Yeah. He's the coach of the year. They got the Celtics. Game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals, perhaps. We'll have to wait to see if that happens. I know Coach is going into a meeting. Jay, you wanted to say something? No, I, I just want to say, Coach, I DM'd you. I need you to really break down to me this whole pistol offense. I can't tell you how many times i watched tape on the action that you guys run. And your action is, is it's really incredible. The nuances of the flexibility of the sets that you run, I don't think people give you enough credit for. And I just wanted to do that nationally, man. Well, oh, thanks. You know, I mean, as you know, it's um, it's uh, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Uh, the players, <laughs> the players gotta gotta understand it, execute it, and gotta be gotta be. Um, you know, able to make a lot of those plays, and, and they do. They do it with force. They do it with confidence, um, and they do it together. You know, that's 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 a big part of, of of our workouts. You know, togetherness, group workouts, and a big big part of how we play. Yeah, they always say the next meeting is the most important one, but I think this time it might not be a cliche. <laughs> this time it might be 
the case. Nick, thank you so much. Hope to see you okay, on the guys. court tomorrow. Go get Thanks, him. Coach. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take care. Appreciate you. Yep. Zubin, I'm so serious. The actions they run. Uh, he, he, uh, look, the players, they do it by committee. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, OG Anobi, Serge, Marcus Gasol. But he puts them in actions where he gives them all a high success rate. It, it really is incredible to watch. I don't know how I Great forgot stuff. about Kimba. Hey, yeah, how did injury, you forget about Kimba? Because we've been talking really mainly about uh, <laughs> Jason Tatum, yeah, Tatum and, yeah. and Brown. We really yeah. haven't, I mean, you know. I mean, the Celtics do have one more title too. than the Lakers. We should mention that. Nick. Wow, Zinger. <laughs> he always got something slick to say. <laughs> <laughs> got to watch you too now. So got you in the dungy comment again. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. We're also brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, the head coach of Key's USC Trojans. Key, you got Clay that old school two-step. Elton. You got that OG dance, don't you? No, I don't do you no don't dance. Move from, you no, don't move from one spot, do you? No, you stay in one spot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to sit at the bar, I'm going to sit on the wall, or I'm going to sit in my booth and mind my business. But when I hear a little baby right there, that... It's Lose all the, body control. Oh, just let man, it, yeah. Flow just, and just feel it. The lyrics is so true and real that it's just to a whole nother level. Like I told you, see, when you're at home, mm-hmm. get on your little computer gotcha. and pull up little baby. Little baby. And big picture and just listen to it. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. When the Clippers win, I'm going to have Zubin come in dressed like Ali G. Just try to, I'm going to give him the do rag. Oh, God. I'm going to give him the big velour suit from Adidas. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. It would be great, Jay, if tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN, when you're ready to do all your NBA analysis, we're looking forward to a triple header. That's what we're hoping for. Nuggets, Jazz, Celtics, Raptors, Clippers, Mavericks. At 6.30 Eastern, it would be Game 1, Boston and Toronto Eastern Conference Semifinals. Such a good series. That is unless it doesn't go off. Mm. Kyle Lowry is texting with Jay this morning saying a potential boycott is underway to sort of protest some of the things we've been seeing in the social justice world. And the words were anything and everything. anything and everything are on the table. 
And we also had his head coach, Nick Nurse, on here moments ago. And Jay began by asking him, simply put, a boycott. Is it a possibility? We're listening to him. Jay, I think um, our president, Masai Ujiri, and myself have, uh, during during a lot of this, have opened the floor to these guys and, and had several meetings just as maybe an open forum, Jay, to, to let them get their thoughts and feelings and ideas out there on the table. And um, Fred Van Fleet, Norm Powell, Kyle Lowry mentioned yesterday in our meeting that this was something they, they wanted to explore and talk about. And, um, you know, we're going to meet here shortly, Jay, so we'll, we'll have a little more info in a bit, but it's we're going to listen to them, you know. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to listen to ESPN Audio at Home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at Home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. Are we ready for basketball tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time? Or are we going to see one of the most unprecedented and maybe important moments in NBA history with the boycott? You know, real real quick, it's interesting to hear him speak. He did not sound like a coach that doesn't get it. Hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you can hear coaches that just sound like all they want to do is coach basketball or football and just everything. They want to get away from everything. He doesn't sound like that. He sound like, to me, that he's with it 100%. What the players want, that's what we're going to do. Jay, what do you think? You think about the makeup of this team, and uh, I, I was pointing to Key because I really wanted to give him credit because my mind went there, and I was about to ask a question, and Key asked it first. When, you, when he asked about, you know, does this have something to do also with Masai Ujiri, you know, the only black president, you know, management in the league. Uh, in Accosted the situ- last year at the NBA Finals. Yes. You know, and, and how does that play into it? And, you know, I, he wasn't talking like a coach. He was talking like he was a part of an organization that wanted to make a change. And, look, is it on the table for a boycott? I'm sure it is. They're, they're going to discuss all options. But this franchise is uniquely positioned due to the diversity that they have within the franchise, within a leadership position, where this is an opportunity here. And look, I, I don't know. I'm starting to be torn with this about what to do here. You know, as a player, do you boycott and do you force owners and work with them? Or could that hinder them? from working with you, or could it help? I don't know. I don't have the answers to this, Key. We're figuring this out on the fly. Typically, when you push back on something and you get serious about it, when you're dealing with owners or people of power that they may lose something, they tend to want to work with you in these situations. But here's that's the thing. Why owners so are already working with them. No, no, though, I understand. Right? No, I, I, owners are working with the league. There's no question about it. Or, or the owners are working with their players and teams Within the league, there's no question about it, but this is another layer and another step. That yeah. was the basically that was the first incident on the George Floyd, along with everything else in the past. Now this is fresh and hot off the table. This is something totally new. So when it comes up and it's totally new, now you gotta go back and revisit what happened in the past and now say to yourself, okay, we agreed to do this. It may not be enough for the players, so now you may need to do more. I'll tell you one thing. And go to your local officials and get them to do more. If the Raptors boycott, then you can't have LeBron James and company play. We'll discuss that coming up. And we'll hear from Doc Rivers on the most emotional audio you will hear in quite some time. That's at the top of the hour. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. 
the podcast.